Till we're all growing a beard A man's face should never be bare We just want some facial hair We're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting for Well, good morning, everybody. This is uh, Behind the Beards, where we do our best to pull the curtain back, take a look behind the scenes, uh, and reveal the things that uh, you need to know about your ministers and the people who are called to lead the ministries in your churches. Um, my name is Joshua Fowler. I'm a preaching minister in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and my partner here on the other side of the screen is Aaron Partlow, a friend, brother, um, and uh, just a partner that gotten to know for, uh, I guess it's been the better part of a decade now, um, Aaron Partlow in Topeka, Kansas. Um, That's me. Uh, what's going on in the great state of Kansas this week? Uh, I am waiting to feel the wrath of my wife because <laughs> I did not use my coffee creamer this morning, but instead... I used her pumpkin spice coffee creamer, and it is a delish. Um, but she will not be happy when she uh, gets home and realizes. She's like one of those people that gets the sharpie and puts the line on it, you know. So she knows exactly this how much is where it was when I left this morning. Well, um, so my my wife. Will. Because she likes to really know how much she's using in each cup and wants each cup to be the same. Um, she takes her creamers and she puts them all in individual cups. So that when she gets up in the morning, she can just grab a cup, dump it in. And if I'm making her a cup, I can just grab a cup and dump it in. And I've made her coffee exactly as she desires it. Um, oh, Heather. And she just started this recently, so even if I wanted to steal her pumpkin spice creamer, which I don't, um, I would definitely uh, get caught. This um, morning, I'm really trying to grab us some sponsors. Uh, so maybe Hydro Flask will see this and uh, say, hey, maybe Hydro Flask, great maybe. idea. Hey, we popped a uh, question up here in the chat, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, little bit and see... Uh, some some folks kind of chiming in here but we're gonna be talking about time yeah. management and how time just sometimes either just stands still and you feel like it's the day's mm. never going to get be over and sometimes you look up and all of a sudden it's time to go home and you've gotten one quarter of the things done that you needed to that's right so what Amazing are some things uh happened. what are some things that either make time stand still or just fly by for you and we'll go over some of these things in the chat here in just a minute but we're getting prepared you know, I'm going to talk about hurricane season like it's old hat and like I really, really know what's going on with hurricane season. Right. Um, this is our fifth one. Um, the first one, I guess, was partial. But um, we have used up all of the names for the name storms, and now we're going back through the alphabet again just using, um, I guess, the military terms. So alpha, beta, gamma, which uh, those are the... Uh, Delta F, I don't so, know. Uh, I don't. I don't remember if there was a C. Maybe it is the Greek alphabet because that is. Those are the Greek terms, and a lot of those kind of correlate to the military. <laughs> You're using the wrong side. I can't see your Hydro Flask uh, logo oh, when bad, you do my that. Bad. Well, it's because I'm not left-handed. I know. But fun fact: I think Sam is left-handed. Really? Yeah. 
Well, we're we're rolling back through the alphabet here, and Hurricane Delta is in the Gulf, and we have another. Right now, it's a Category Three storm that's entering the Gulf around Cancun, headed our way. They are so. definitely more intimidating when they are called by military names instead of like, <laughs> "Oh, Hurricane Delilah is on her way over, sweeping in with her cool breeze." But when you're like Hurricane Delta. Yeah, sometimes they have a little more menacing names, you know, Umberto. And they get a something that's, you can get a little accent to, you know. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. But so we'll see. It's supposed to uh, it's supposed to make landfall around Friday or something. Okay, so. Damien. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how things uh, progress uh, over the course of this week. But um, it's kind of crazy, man. It's been a cra only in 2020, I guess. Do we get to cycle through the alphabet again? For you know, names, I, yeah, I wonder, and... like, is 2020 really that bad, or is it just like, are we really just like, because it's 2020, we're like, oh, 2020. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It seems pretty bad. It seems, it seems pretty bad. It seems bad enough that I don't want to ask, good night, what next? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, don't say that. You, you're going to find out. I shared this the other day, but like the, the theory of like time travel is real and things keep getting worse because there's somebody who keeps going back in time in trying to change 2020 <laughs> yeah. and so something worse comes along murder hornets um, so if you are the time traveler please stop like just just stop just leave us alone let yeah. us get through this perfect vision year let that's, it iron out like come on that's the other thing that i always have cracked up about is as we kind of got through well when when this uh you know the pandemic kind of first started we were all isolated and you know mm -hmm. we're trying to learn how to be televangelists all of a sudden yeah. um I'm you know, terrible at it. someone popped up with this, you know, meme that said, so all those ministers who did 2020 vision sermon series to begin 2020, how many of them saw this coming? Right. Yeah. Jonathan. Yes. It all started with Kobe. It really did. I, I mean, that seems like it was years ago when uh, yeah, Kobe Bryant. Day. We had a, a young girl who was wearing a Kobe shirt uh, at church on Sunday. I was like, the feels. <laughs> she was like, what? She hit me in the feels, man. Man, so uh, time management. Uh, six minutes into this podcast. Holy moly. Wow, time flies. Yeah, we're right, we're right on time. Um, we've got to get back to the future. <laughs> I... I did not get to spend enough time talking to your father at graduation. Yeah. Uh, and the more I see his comments pop on here, the more I realize um, Heather might have, because, you know, she got to sit right next to him, being our hoodies. But, uh, uh, is that the proper term for that? I have no clue what the proper term is for that. <laughs> um, anointings, our anointed ones, I don't know. Hooders? Hooders. Um, things that make time kind of crawl or, or or fly i like you know, sunday morning announcements <laughs> or church announcements i don't know if you're talking about giving them jonathan or if you're talking about preparing them because you know i never really appreciated the difficulty of delivering church announcements um of kind of making people wake up and take notice um, but sometimes it's like oh my goodness are these ever going to be over with um Oh, you got me again. I, uh, you're just yeah. you're just nodding and well, no. assuming you agree what I say. 
<laughs> no, I uh, I just had hit the volume, so you were like whispering in my ear, and I just wasn't into that. No. Um, this is not ASMR behind the beards. Um, yeah, no, church announcements are actually so church announcements are pretty critical. I have actually given this 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 is when I knew ministry in a different had a different face on it. Like I went up and I gave an announcement, and then I went and I was talking. Uh, to one of my parents and I said oh yeah because you know we have this event coming up and they're like oh what event when are you guys doing that that sounds awesome and I was like <laughs> and I looked at them and I said are you serious like I just gave an announcement <laughs> at the front of the church and he's and he looked at me and goes yeah I normally am just like on my phone when announcements come like I'll just look at the email or something later and I'm like <laughs> why, why do I even do this? Like, why do I even try to to inform people about stuff? They're not even going to like, I wonder how many of my emails go to instant trash. Um, and that kind of, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, it's from Aaron trash. Um, I had that. And then they're like, uh, can I get the zoom link for the class? I never got it. <laughs> yeah. So do you use MailChimp? MailChimp. This, this, is. uh, uh, this uh, episode brought to you by MailChimp, the mail say, delivery service that uh, uh, I've used it in the past, but it's changed so much in recent years. Jonathan turned me on to MailChimp. 10%. That's right. Ooh, click on the microphone on the top and BTB2 for uh, that's not going to work, but you can try it if you want. Um, but MailChimp is just a mail delivery service. Got some email templates, help make your emails look a little more um, uh, relevant, I guess. MailChimp, but it also has this tracking. And if any of my members are listening, now they're going to know my secret. I can see exactly who has opened my emails and who has not. Whoa. And the really, really, um, this has nothing to do with time management, but we got there. So, yeah, I know, right? I get this, I get this notification like two days after I send a mail, send the email, and it says 66.37% of your recipients have not opened their email would you like to resend it now would be a good time to send it to those again i'm like no heather how come you haven't opened my email <laughs> and mostly it's 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 more on uh on, on some of those guys that because our bulletin goes out to so many people right you know and they're not all our church our uh, announcement messages are uh, read a little more with a little more proficiency but it is hard. Um, writing the bulletin, no one reads it. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jonathan, for that. Getting us off on church announcements. Man, it's uh, they're rough, though. They're so, so hard. Little did you know, this was an example of how time can get away <laughs> from you uh, by tangent. Uh, that's actually our first topping point here. Yeah. Oh, that would have been really good. It, it should have been. We could have made it. We could have made it so. But Sunday, Sunday, Monday of camp makes time stands. I'm kind of the opposite, Bryce. Sunday and Monday go by fast for me. But by Wednesday, I'm like, get me home. Um, Really? Huh. You might be the only person in the world that feels that way. Maybe. Because I am right there with Bryce. Like, Monday, I'm just like, and it always seems like Monday is a little bit cooler, like in weather. So, like, you're moving a little bit slower. And I'm just like, oh, where? This is Monday. Oof first night of sleeping on a bad mattress so your back hasn't adjusted to just you have not adjusted to just being in pain constantly um you know yeah the ibuprofen hasn't kicked in you didn't <laughs> take it 
early enough like you're supposed to you know yeah i agree with bryce like first day of camp is always so slow to me then by wednesday i'm like i'm streamlined i'm like oh i know it's like i write this schedule this is really embarrassing josh knows this because he's worked <laughs> with me i write the schedule and yet i do not know the schedule one of the <laughs> major right. rules at camp is to know the know schedule. the schedule and this guy never knows the schedule. But by Thursday or Friday, I'm like, I got it. It's easy. So by <laughs> middle school camp, like I really look like I know what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, I would agree. That's that's a big one for me. I just realized my window's open. I was like, I, why do I hear? I think I it's really uh, comical to me that you're trying to, you know, you said something about, you know, it's cooler on Monday. Oh, yeah. And. Uh, you're trying to convince people that you actually move faster and better when it's hot outside. Yeah. Is that what I'm, it's surely not what I'm hearing you say. No. Yeah. That's, that's not true. I kind I'm a wuss when it comes to, uh, to heat. However, I do play Frisbee golf better when it's a little bit warmer. So interesting. Topic. So there's that. Yeah. So there's, so there's, that. So there's that. Um, it is so hard time management, probably one of the most, challenging aspects so when i when i was working in the car business time management was given to you um, it's given to you because you have appointments people are coming to see you you know you get there at 6 30 in the morning the shop opens at seven um and once seven o'clock rolls around there's people waiting and so there are some issues of time management that comes up in that, but so much of your day is dictated by, by the schedule. And then I get into ministry and then the schedule, it's not really laid out for you. You know, there's not this very strict regiment of office hours and, you know, tasks that must be performed. Rather you have several tasks that have to be performed by a certain time, but no real deadline along the way. And so time management becomes one of those things that becomes such an important aspect of being successful. Otherwise, we'll talk about it in a minute. You get to that point where it's like, oh, no, that's today. Like when I text a guy and say, hey, hey you still hey, good hey, for this hey. morning? And someone says, oh, be right there. <laughs> this, this right here is my biggest, um, I don't want to say distractor because it's not, a, it's not, it's not like it distracts me. But this right here, um, which, by the way, I really wanted this picture to show because it's Lauren in Ruby. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I will be – it seems like when I get in a groove of doing something, and every every preacher, every minister, everybody who writes a sermon knows, like, you'll hit a, you'll hit a spot where it's, like, it's flowing. And you're like, and, you know, and it's feeling really good. That's when somebody calls me. And they're like, hey, you got a minute? And by a minute, they mean, hey, you got two hours? <laughs> I need to talk to you about my sister's grandmother's cat, who I'm afraid is going to hell. Uh, you know, and you're like, what? You know, um, that that's – but in all seriousness, it, it's either someone calls or, you know, you hear the knock on the office door uh, or something like that, and, and somebody goes, hey, hey, you got a minute? And so for me, it's one of my more difficult moments is is time management in the sense of, okay, I was just working on the sermon. 
I had booked it for like these two hours. That's what I was going to do. That's what I was in the mindset for. I got to take care of this right now. Uh, I got to take care of this person. I need to help them uh, or do that. Matter of fact, I used to write sermons in my, I used to do my Wednesday night prep, a lot of it all on Tuesday. Uh, when I moved to Topeka, I had to really shift that because Tuesdays is the day that we open up our food pantry. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the start, like the ministry staff would be the ones who facilitated that and helped that. Um, and it was a great ministry. Like I love doing it and I love helping the food and having those conversations. But you know how impossible it is to write a sermon uh, and then get up and then do food for 10 minutes, then go back and be like, uh, okay, where was uh, I? What was I doing? Yeah. It was just like almost impossible. I usually, I usually have to leave the office about four or four thirty. Um, I usually hit that groove about three fifty-five. Yeah, yeah. Um, and largely that's because you know that's when everyone else is leaving as well, so everything kind of gets quiet. Um, it kind of the day just kind of hits that lull, and it's like okay, and all of a sudden it's like oh yes, oh oh yeah, oh yeah, here we go. It's like oh man, I got to go pick up so and so. I gotta go get they Dylan now. They, they need the exercise. Yeah, Dylan's almost in six months. He'll have his driver's license, and I won't have to pick Dylan up from anything. Nice. All three of my kids will be of well, driving I would age. Hope that your oldest one, since he since he, since he drives for the Marine Corps. Yeah, yeah. that uh, he'll get his license eventually. Huh? <laughs> I'm still having to pick him up and drive him. <laughs> It's a long ways to pick him up, too. Yeah. So we've talked of – you have this question here that I can't answer, um, yeah. at least not intelligently. How do you choose what you should work on first? I spend too much time in the mm. – what's that quadrant? Urgent? Mm. Um, whereas, like, the time has arrived, but it's not necessarily important. Or the emergent. You've seen that quadrant box, right, of all the yeah, time totally. management stuff? Let's I have not. See. Well, you have like, there's four quadrants, and it has to do with the level of importance and the level of urgency. Okay. So there's some things that are really important and really urgent. There's some things that are important but not urgent. And then unimportant but urgent, unimportant, and not urgent. So we spend too much time dealing in the unimportant, non-urgent aspect of our life. And this is true across the board, that all of these things, they can be done anytime, anyplace, anywhere. They're hobbies or, you know, these little time wasters that we kind of get into. Um, <clears throat> and so I'm making try to turn him up here. I was like, uh, do I have the right mic on? <laughs> is this better? <laughs> maybe I just maybe I just need to sit closer to it. That's right. That's right. Um, get, get to, to know, know it a little better. So, you know, trying to find ways to move, uh, to move and work on those important tasks, the important aspects of life, because sure. we get wrapped up in just putting out fires because we've let unimportant things go, and now they become urgent, but they're not important. But we have to deal with them because they're yeah. time sensitive. Um, okay. Does that make okay. sense? I'll have to. It does. No, it does make sense. It'd be great if you had a graphic that would just appear right here for the later Efforting. video. Efforting. That'll be on. That'll Efforting. be on YouTube later. Okay. Yeah. Boop. Boop. 
Um, no, that's really interesting. I actually that that's that's really really interesting, and it would be curious to see. You know, I um, so I work on things in, in different places. So um, I actually do a lot of work. I actually get the most amount of work done right here. Um, this is a great place. If I'm going to write a sermon, I actually open up all the curtains. I get all the natural lighting in here, and it's amazing. It's really wonderful. Um, if I have to do – this is really um, – I don't know how to, like, say this. I'm not, I'm not trying to say this, like, mean or anything, but my office in the church – is creativity draining mm -hmm. um i i feel trapped i feel drained um i feel depressed i think those are kind of words you know that i can use and, and that sounds really bad and i don't mean for it to be like i hate my office at church i just i just don't like it like it's not a it's not an effective workspace for me it was kind of like when i was in college i did not enjoy doing work in my room like it's just, it was not a place where I could do work. However, I could go to the third floor of the library at OC and, and I could get a lot of work done there. There was the right amount of distraction, right amount of noise um, that kind of kept me in that groove and flow chain. So what does that mean for me? That means for time management, I know that, hey, in like three or four days, I'm going to get an email that says, hey, time to turn in receipts. Uh, and so I will actually go to my office. That is a place where I can do that kind of stuff because it, puts me in this mindset of here's checks and balances and I can get some stuff done. I can do some scheduling. I can do receipts. I can do kind of like office work. Uh, but if I'm writing a lesson, if I'm planning camp, if I'm creating great games, if I'm doing anything else that involves some sort of creative stem, it feels like I just have to be in a different place. Um, and I'm not a, I'm not a coffee shop worker either. Uh, I've tried. Um, and I just, I spent um, too much time having to go to the bathroom cause I drank too much coffee. Yeah. That's a big one for me. <laughs> well, and my butt hurts. Like I don't like the chairs. The so. chairs are not comfortable. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Or like I'll get stuff done really quick. Cause I'm like, I don't really want to be here. I don't know. It's just, I'm just not one of those people. I like, so what I do like, there's a couple of coffee shops that I go to under normal circumstances. Um, and it's usually on Wednesdays, Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday is my day. There's one that's near a uh, Southern university and we had some students over at Southern. Um, and I would just sit up there and work for the day so that as they're coming in out of class, they can stop in the coffee shop and buy them a cup of coffee and just kind of chat with them for a little bit. because we're right there on campus and there's another one on LSU's campus. That's cool. And so we just sit in there. Um, not very efficient a workplace for me because there's just too yeah. much going on and and i love i love just observing people as well and so when i get in spaces like that um it's good for my mind because i get to like process a lot of things but if there's something like if i'm trying to write a sermon coffee place coffee shop is probably um not the spot for me to be uh, most efficient but i like what you said when you talk about spaces Mm -hmm. You know, and I think about the times when we would we would get together and, and talk about camp, what was coming up. You mm -hmm. know, we'd always get down there in the youth room, um, you know, throw a bunch of ideas on the big whiteboard. That's right. You know, it start pulling and piecing stuff together. Um, and there are those spaces where, you know, the mind just just works better. Yeah. Um, and there's 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 things to do in the office. Um, there's things that have to be done in the office. They just mm -hmm. can't be done anywhere else. Uh, 
mm-hmm. uh, but there's also you know those places where environment matters you know and mm-hmm. so you just get get in a place where your mind can open up i'll uh, i'll go ahead and speak for all ministers make Please sure do. that they have yeah the, <clears throat> <clears throat> Make sure your ministers have the equipment that they need to get the work done in all the spaces that they that they work in. Um, You know, we talk about this a lot that ministry is not just a job. It's a lifestyle. Uh, And so churches like it's okay. It's okay to, to, to hurt the budget just a little bit to make sure your minister has the tools uh, in which they need. Now, what am I talking about? I'm talking about like, I mean, come on guys, it's 2020. Let's, like I, I'm blessed. I'm so thankful. Central got me uh, a nice uh, laptop that has a dock that I can bring home. I dock. I work here. I go to the coffee shop. I go to somewhere else. It's right there. I bring it out to camp. I've got all the stuff that hooks into it. So I've got like this nucleus hub that just kind of like goes with me and works with me everywhere. Um, right. It is time. My first, my first ministry job. Bless their hearts. I love them to death. Great people. Great intentions. They got me the slowest computer. I mean, it felt like dial-up internet. Um, it took me, it literally, okay, so I would get there. I would open up the program, the not even like Word or Publisher. It was some third-party weird program that they wanted me to do the bulletin in. I would double-click it. I would go make coffee, not a Keurig either. I would I would grind and brew my coffee and come back. And I'd still have the loading screen, uh, you know, of the of the program. And that was the computer that they wanted me to use. Um, and so I was just like, I was like, I just, I can't do this. So I ended up taking that computer down and, and just using my personal laptop for most of it, which at that time was was getting pretty old as well. Um, so, I mean, just, just making sure that our ministers are equipped with the tools that they need uh, in order to do their work efficiently, uh, mainly because... Uh, like ministers are having to take work home. We're having to take work on vacation. I, I love vacation, um, and it's really nice. I still have, I still work on vacation a little bit, not nearly as much as I used to. My hands have been slapped quite hard for working on vacation, but um, yeah. But that's just really important, especially for time management. Uh, because let's be fair, especially in youth ministry, and, and preachers have the same thing too. Like you don't know who is going to knock on your door, right? and talk to you all day and then just like josh said you get in this role at 355 but guess what jimmy's got a football game at 410 josh uh, and he personally invited you on sunday and really hopes that you show up <laughs> that's right yeah and, and that's and, really important that's that's by the way for him, for him and you, for his parents you said you would be there yeah um you said, no problem yeah you said i'll do my best to be there which which meant you're going to be there in yeah in, in their mind probably yeah uh, so jonathan you know i don't have patience issues that's hilarious i'd throw the jonathan is by the way if you guys if you guys don't know jonathan is our non-paid intern who runs our chat for us that's right Uh, he is (laughs) awesome he's always here uh really props up to you jonathan i i I appreciate you always being here go ahead josh you're good um i spent uh the day with his dad the other day he was just needing some help hooking up some sinks and stuff and it was Friday, and he's like, can you come do that? And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll be there. I got over there about 10 o'clock. I think I left about 2.30 or 3. It's really only about a 45-minute or an hour job. Um, but uh, 
we spent a lot of time talking, spent a lot of time making extra trips to Home Depot. We stopped and got lunch. Um, and at the end of the day, he was like, I really didn't anticipate this taking you four hours. And I said, I did. He said, I thought you said it was only like an hour job. It's like, it is. I said, but I knew I'd be here for a while. Um, Heather's at clinicals, kids are at school. I had nothing else to do. Um, it was my day off. And he told me later about something. I said, no, I said, look, it's therapeutic for me, you know, to kind of be in that space. Uh, because, because we do spend so much time in that urgent box, right. you know, you, your mind is pressed. You got to go, whether it's, it's Saturday and either the sermon isn't just right, or you have completely lost confidence in it and you're completely rewriting it. You haven't gotten your PowerPoint to the tech guy. Right. Yeah. Or also known as my wife who puts the <laughs> PowerPoint together or I, you know, or, or class isn't, it doesn't feel right. Something feels wrong. Something's come up. Something has happened. And, and, and now then what I was going to say and going to speak on not only seems irrelevant, but may even seem uh, callous to kind of go through and say these things in this yeah. space. And, and, and so we, or, or it's, you know, other people's emergencies that arise that take you away from planning and participation, that kind of stuff. And so because you spend so much time in that urgent, even the urgent, important area where you're doing things that are really, really important, but because of the urgency, you're just so pressed mentally to do them and do them well, mm. that when you get to that space where you can kind of relax and have that conversation, it's like, I didn't realize this is like therapy, like, like fixing someone's sink was a form of therapy for me because oh, right. it, yeah. it just, it just allowed your mind to, I mean, I can put pipes together and not even hardly think about it. So great. I mean, that's like, I just now thought about this. Like, uh, so there is a, a lady at our congregation and I have been going over and, uh, she's out of town. So she needs someone to mow her lawn. So I went over and mowed her lawn, uh, and, uh, somebody brought up to me, they're like, well, don't you do service projects all the time? Uh, and I, I had to like think about it and I had to actually, I mean, realistically, I had to answer, no, I don't. I manage service projects all the time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I go and I make sure the kids are there. I make sure they have the right equipment. I make sure that they're getting that experience. I make sure that they're getting to do work. Um, and, and sometimes you get criticized for this, right? Sometimes you have somebody who sits over there and says, you know, you ought to make sure you pick up the shovel, uh, you know, to be a good <laughs> example. And I'm like, I will when I have the time because I'm uh, looking for volunteers and I didn't get volunteers. Uh, so I have four sides of a house. And so I'm with one side for 10 minutes, go to the other side, go to the other side, go to the other side. And I'm managing all these teenagers and teaching them how to paint correctly. So they're not like eh, painting, you know, <laughs> uh, and you're just like, no, like you got to really get in there. Okay. You know, and you're like, Oh, what is going on? Um, you know, and so you're managing all these people uh, and all this stuff that like when I get a chance uh, and we have this group at central called the cornerstone group and it's for young adults. Um, and when they get to go and do service projects, and Lauren and I get to be a part of that group as as young adults and not as like the youth minister and youth minister's wife. Um, like we get to just go and serve. Oh man, it is so therapeutic. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like it is just, 
it's like so when i got to go and mow that lawn even though i got really frustrated because my battery wouldn't come out of my lawnmower and i was like i got really upset but it was it was really nice to be able to go and serve and go and do something um, um sidebar did you say your yes. battery wouldn't come out of your lawnmower well you see josh when you have a yard as small as mine you don't <laughs> waste money on a gas mower you buy a battery operated mower i don't think a battery operated mower would be able to travel through the swamp that is my backyard it would probably <laughs> that's get... probably true <laughs> that's probably very true you should um, just attach a blade to the bottom of Ruby, Sam's big wheel, and yeah, that's uh, right. drive him around. Uh, your dad, man. Uh, you you got to have those friends who are going Coach. to offer for golf time. counseling yeah. time. It's it's mostly disc golf around here. I found a few guys that uh, that play golf, um, but it's just so stinking hot. It's it's hard to, you know, by the time. By the time uh, you can actually play, it's kind of out of golf season. But yeah. you know, maybe we could do a little winter golf around here. But just not a not a lot of folks in our circle really play or play a lot. But I have found several that really love to play disc golf, and I can do disc golf a little quicker, and it doesn't take as much time on a day off. So I was always envious of those uh, churches that had a gym or something where they could do uh, basketball games or something like that. There's um, something about. Um, maybe this is like, maybe this is a podcast in the future. Like what are things that ministers need to do and, and should do, uh, for health and, and mental health and physical health and things like that. Cause I love me a good pickup game of basketball. Yeah. Um, you come up with a lot of good episode ideas while we're talking. I know, but we forget to write them down. So we've got to remember That's to true. write those things down when we get done. Um, yeah. Leisure activity. Um, it if is I could just remember to get here. <laughs> Hey, when you're in a groove, you're in a groove, right? That's right. And, that's right. I was. rolling. So if you guys don't know, that's what we're making fun of is this morning I was in a work groove. I was sending emails. I was I was doing uh, – my wife sent me this really great devotional, so I was reading that. I was watching a sermon online. You know, I was doing all this, and then at like 940, Josh texts me because I usually log in at like 920, and we chat, and we talk before the show, and, and he goes, hey, are you okay? And I was like, it's Tuesday. Like, oh, it was really bad. I felt really, really dumb. And I still do. Happens to the best of us. Um, because time management's tough, man. Um, what is what is something that you just absolutely love doing um, that actually consumes your time? All right? Not... Not a time waster, but something that consumes. Okay, go ahead. Easy. My my, and you and Josh will laugh. He'll go, yeah, this is totally true. My absolutely favorite thing to do is to create and plan encounters. Um, and one of my favorite ways to do it is to go to the discount section of Walmart or Goodwill and just walk through there, and then I'll see stuff. Uh, I'll already know what the theme and the idea is that I need to pull out and then I'll see stuff and I'll be like, this broken accordion is perfect, um, you know, or something like that. And it, it takes a long time. Like I, I, cause you know, you have to walk around. So like I'll walk around Walmart long enough that people will think I'm going to like that. I work there. Uh, like I should put on a blue vest sometime and, and do it. 
It's but uh, that that's my favorite thing. Like planning encounters is really time consuming. There's a lot of creative planning. There's a lot of thinking. There's a lot of video watching. There's a lot of shopping. But it's some of my most favorite stuff to do. I love I love going to Home Depot and buying 60 plungers uh, and then like getting those conversations <laughs> and people looking at you like I had a I had a whole bunch of stuff in a shopping cart one time and I was at Walmart and it was a bunch of rando stuff uh, for uh, a retreat and a guy walked past me and says, okay, my wife and I were talking. We are betting that you're a youth minister. And I said, <laughs> I am. <laughs> He was like, he was like, yeah, we figured by what was in your cart. <laughs> That's funny. Um, for me, I think the probably um, as far as work is concerned, it probably has to do with graphics. Really, um, designing and playing. I, I just get into this. I'm not very efficient at it, but uh, I know, right? Hey, but I really enjoy it. And so when something kind of comes up and it's like, oh, no, I can do that. I have the tools and equipment to do that. I'm not great at it, um, but I love the process of just putting things together and, and seeing how they blend and come up. That's cool. Learning how to tell a message through um, images and things, kind of like that, bringing yeah. elements together. Um, That's but, awesome. That's uh, cool. Because font searching. I hate font searching. Um, Dan, Dan Lovejoy. Dan Lovejoy is probably not watching this podcast because he's probably working, but Dan, that? Dan Lovejoy is my go-to. If I'm looking for a font, um, I just take a picture and I Facebook message Dan Lovejoy, and within minutes, he can give me the exact font that I'm looking for to match it. Like, oh, okay. I thought you meant like, hey, I'm trying to contray this message. Um, <laughs> what should I use? And you're like, you have a guy who's like, ooh. You should use Roboto 44. It's <laughs> yeah, no. perfect for that. No, I'm so like, what? Well, when I, I had to draw our my font for my Tigers for Christ logos because mm -hmm. the the Tigers, the way it's written, is in a font that is owned by LSU. Yeah. And oh, you wow. can only get it by paying to for the propri proprietary use of their font. And so I had to make one that was just close by, you know, taking blocks and shaving off corners here and there and try to make something look similar. Um, but, you know, it's just it's just fun, probably fun because it's different, and unique. Um, sure. But I get in there and all of a sudden it's like, oh, dude, I, I can't do this. I got to go. Like we got things that we got to get done now because half my day was spent down this rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> no and it's crazy. Mm. That'll happen to me. We don't even have a retreat, like retreats coming up and I'll get like a, um, I'll get a bug in my ear. Um, cause I plan my retreats, you know, Friday night, all day, Saturday, and then Sunday morning. Um, and so then I'll get a bug in my ear, like, Oh, this would be a great retreat. And then I'll like, so I have files. Uh, I have a drop. I have a Google drive that just has, uh, I shouldn't tell people this cause now they're going to want a link to it, but I have a, I have a Google drive with three day weekend retreats. That has that has games, that has themes, that has passages, that has all that kind of stuff, um, just like ready to go. So I can just be like, "All right, we're doing this one this weekend," um, because I'll get fantastic. that back in my ear, and I'll just be like, "I used to have it just in my phone, and then I became a big boy." 
<laughs> Had to start working like an adult, huh? That's right. Um, <clears throat> man, this is good. I needed I needed <laughs> this uh, refresher, this encouragement to be intentional about mm. how you spend your time. You know, because it is really, really easy for things to just kind of get away from you. Yeah, it is. Um, what's your it's, uh, it's, What's the moment, it's, man? What's the Well, what's... I was going to say it's it's uh well, yeah, well, it's our behind the beard moment. Oh yeah. no. Um <laughs> you know, I think our behind the beard moment is is just a reminder uh your behind the beard moments today is to reveal the fact that your minister has a lot of different types of tasks going on in their lives. Um they have activities they have to plan, they have events that they have to go to, and they have events that they have to sit at a desk and type and do that kind of stuff. And so your behind the beard moment is a reminder um, that it might not always look what you think ministry should look like, um, but a lot of times your minister is working uh, different hours, different places, different times for different reasons. Ministry is draining, uh, and it is difficult, um, and it is hard. You know, a lot of people go to church on Sunday to get their cup filled. Um that's usually when your minister is pouring his cup into other people's cups. Uh, and so giving your minister that time to fill his cup uh, with God is is extremely important. Um, so I would say that that's my behind the beard moment uh, for you guys today is, is revealing that for your ministers um, and making sure that they are that they are taking the time to refill their cup. And also yeah. that you're allowing them that time. <laughs> Yeah, and we didn't really even get to that aspect of, of time management, but uh, right, um, and it's clearly on our sheet here. Is it? Oh, I th no, it's not. <laughs> but somehow those rabbit holes are therapeutic as well. They are. Those rabbit holes are therapeutic. Sometimes I think those rabbit holes come up to give us that space where you can just kind of, you know, breathe mentally and and re relax for a little bit because uh, you do forget about self care. When, when self care when is things become so is, urgent is extremely important and it's really hard to do there's a lot of guilt in ministry uh when you do take self care i always um our shepherds here at central I, I love um they have really good intentions of hey make sure you're spending time with your family make sure you're doing this um but then sometimes it feels like when you do take that time they're like well why why are you taking time with like why aren't you doing this well, I guess I was taking time with my family <laughs> and I was doing that. Yeah. Some of that comes from outside. Some of it comes from inside too, that, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a, there's kind of a guilt that we, you know, put on mm -hmm. ourselves to perform sometimes at a level and in a way that people don't expect what we think they do. We assume yeah. they do. So that's good, man. I'm going to be a better time manager. Probably not today, but maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Procrastinators yeah. unite tomorrow. That's right. <laughs> why, as uh, as somebody extremely successful says, if you have time to do it tomorrow, why do it today? That's what my dad always said. Why put off? Why do tomorrow? Why do today what you can put off till tomorrow? Yeah. And I don't worry about tomorrow because I don't know what today will bring. So That's right. So you're saying procrastination is scriptural. That's right. Is that what I'm hearing? Hey. That's that is what you are hearing. I am not necessarily what I am saying. 
No, that's awesome. And that brings it's... us to our next podcast. <laughs> what do people hear from your sermons that you never imagined? Because <laughs> I've got plenty. I've had somebody come up to me and said, man, you made this point about this. And I look at them and I go, I did not say that, nor did I preach that. That passage that you just referenced, I didn't even say. Like, where? what, ser what sermon were you listening to? Okay, that's way off. Hey, right. we want to... We want to thank you all for being here today and um, this time management episode. Uh, where did all the time go? Uh, we also want to remind you of Galatians 6, 9. Guys, it is so important for you just to not grow weary in doing good. Um, you know, Paul brings it out here in this message to the Galatians. Do not grow weary in doing good. It is hard. 2020 is hard. Today is hard. Tomorrow uh, is hard as well. But don't grow weary in doing good. This world is messy. Life is messy, so allow Christ to use you to do something different, something good in his name. I'm Aaron, this is Josh, and we will see you next week on Behind the Beards, and I will remember to be here if you do. To we're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting for me.